0: Good afternoon, welcome to season two of the podcast Pioneers podcast, engagements, conversations, and connections. I'm Sue Brooks, the host of today's episode. I am delighted to introduce my guest, Linda Starr, distinguished Toastmaster, past District 83 director for an interview with Region 9 advisor, Linda Starr. Linda and I have been friends for over 10 years through Toastmasters District 83, where we served on the district leadership team together. After that, we partnered as district newsletter co-editors. Today, we will discuss Linda's new role
1: as Region 9 advisor. Welcome, Linda. Thank you, Sue. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thanks, Linda. Linda, please tell us, what is a Region Advisor? Thank you, Sue. Well, as you know, Toastmasters, we have our clubs. We have areas. We have divisions. We have districts. And then the next step beyond a district is a Region. I am Region 9 Advisor. Region 9 has eight districts. So District 83, our home district, is at the southern end. And then we go up through New York. So we have 119 and 46. We have districts in uh, greater New York, the the Buffalo area, New York State, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, um, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, and up into Canada. So we are truly an international district. Region advisor, I like to say, is a almost like a club coach on steroids, meaning that the role is to advise and help the district, generally the the district leadership. So the um, the director, the PQD club growth director, and the public relations manager help to reach the district goals, which of course is to to build um, build new clubs and to um, help existing clubs to be um, in their quest for excellence. Oh,
0: thank you, that's excellent. That was exactly what I was hoping to hear so you could share that information with our audience. As a Region 9 advisor for 2023-24, what do you hope to do and achieve with these various districts,
1: Linda? Well, as I said, it's to help them to achieve, achieve their goal. So ideally, it would be marvelous if we could have all eight districts to have be some level of distinguished so i always say you know reach for the reach for the stars and maybe you'll hit the moon or get reach for the moon you'll hit the stars whatever that that saying is but aim high right if you aim for for low then you then you get low so my goal is that we're is to help them to achieve their goal of all becoming distinguished
0: Linda, I like that attitude. It's very inspiring. So how will you inspire positivity to get those districts off to a great start?
1: Well, as you hear Sue, I like a good quote or almost cliche. And I definitely believe that uh, teamwork makes the dream work. So the idea is to help each of the um, the district leaders. So each one has their role as a director, as a program quality director, club growth director. They all have their role, their individual roles, but they all need to work together and they also need to work with their their division directors. And so it's to get everyone working in alignment so that they can define their goals, set out the objectives, objectives of reaching those goals and being, you know, helping them to figure out They have the answers, but my job is to help them to find those answers. Excellent.
0: That sounds like you are ready to get them off to Mm -hmm. a great start. So tell me, what are your opportunities as well as challenges?
1: Well, our challenges, we'll start with the challenges so that we can end on a more positive note. I like it. Is that that region nine and the districts, like? like the rest of the world, Toastmasters and and not have just, you know, we're just barely out of a pandemic and that has impacted us for, you know, engagement has been down among existing members. And unfortunately membership is down. It's been harder to charter new clubs. So I feel that this year is really going to be a, a rebuilding year. So that's going to be a challenge to get everyone to to be focused in. Like, okay, what do we need to do to really have that extra enthusiasm that we need to to rebuild? But I am optimistic that we can do. There is a. I've been attending the district council meetings where the officers for next year are being elected, and every year it's a great group of people. But this year, the incoming, I'm excited. to be working with the incoming group for, for this year. They have the, the knowledge, the expertise, the enthusiasm they need. And it's I think it's going to be a great year for all of us.
0: Thank you for that positivity. I did see you on the online Zoom chat yesterday at District 46's business meeting. I was there in person in New York City, and I did see you prominently displayed. In the Zoom chat at the business meeting, so I'm grateful to hear that you're visiting the district council meetings this spring to get
1: off to a good start. Yeah, Zoom is a wonderful invention. You know, it's just I think you know, I mean, it would be difficult to it'd be great but difficult to visit all the all the districts in person. But you know, Zoom, you can uh, you can be anywhere from the uh, the convenience of your own home. Absolutely. So do you have a plan in place to visit
0: some of the districts or maybe put on your calendar a few of them if you know which ones you may want to visit at one point, even if it's one point during the year, Linda?
1: I don't know yet. The um, Toastmasters International World Headquarters has told the region advisors that it is in the budget to to have in-person visits this year, but they also gave us the caveat of well, if you can do it, you know, if you can do something via Zoom, go go right ahead. So it uh, it's still it's still TBD, but I would definitely like to to visit people in person because even though I just said a second ago that Zoom is wonderful, and I do believe that you know there there's no substitute for for face to face in person.
0: Absolutely. And I did hear on the news, Linda, that we are in an endemic situation. So people are being encouraged to obviously use caution, but go out there, meet people, do things and make those human connections, because there really is no substitute for the person to person interactions, both in a social setting and a Toastmasters meeting. We know the benefits of Mm -hmm. Zoom and other online capabilities, but we also know the joy of seeing each other, giving each other a big hug and
1: those smiles. So tell us. Absolutely. I was at the district 83 conference in person and that was like a a big family reunion for everybody.
0: And I was grateful to be able to see you even briefly for (laughs) the distinguished Toastmaster recognition reception. So tell me, We've heard a little bit about Linda as our Region 9 advisor. Tell us about Linda outside of Toastmasters
1: and work. What do you enjoy doing and how do you spend your time, Linda? Well, outside of Toastmasters and work, there's not not too much time left. But I do enjoy reading and I'm in several book groups. I enjoy Cooking and being with people. I'm also involved in several volunteer projects through my my synagogue. I was actually at some a meeting this morning, and they're at the end of that meeting. Said, so, what would you like to do next year? Because they're, I think, their year like Toastmasters starts uh, in the summer, so, so they're planning. I'm like, oh well, I'm sure I'll take a, I'm sure I'll take a role. <laughs> so, they asked you what yeah. you would like to do, or did you ask them? No, they asked, they asked me what, What if, so I'm sure that there'll be a lot of things going on as always, but again, back to the phrases, you know, if you want something done, give it to the busy one. Exactly. But
0: that is extremely interesting, given that we're almost at the end of one Toastmaster year and your synagogue board, same schedule, making sure that the busy people are doing things but that they're not overburdened so tell me something else you've been a Toastmaster for a number of years and we don't get there alone to these various positions tell me who have been and are your role models
1: I have had going through my Toastmaster experience I've had numerous role models that have throughout the years when I initially started in Toastmasters there was someone, uh, Ethel Lee Miller, who's now, she moved to Arizona. Um, Donna Hook is still involved in our, our district. And I would call them in those days my Toastmaster Goddesses. They were really the ones who, um, who pushed me to become an area director. And that that started me on the road, road to leadership. Throughout the years, there's been uh, Ann Gilson. Is a past district director, District 83, Bill Hood, past district director. My um, trio of people were Manny Reyes and William Markert, and then Michelle Michelle Tropper. They were all all a great team. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, we worked together on on the newsletter, and that really you know that really got me involved in the in the district. I think it's important to have to have mentors and to, to realize that you don't need to have just one mentor. You can have multiple ones for, for, your, for your different needs.
0: I like that part about multiple mentors. That really is an important thing. People don't know that they can reach out to various people for various skills that they want to develop. And I know that you are a mentor to many of the people who you
1: work with. hmm and now, with one of the things with being a region advisor is that we have, so there's, there's 14 regions, and then some regions are divided, so they have more than one region advisor. So we have, there's probably a 25 total, and we're all, uh, we're all acting as mentors and role models for each other. In addition to our, um, our out, my outgoing, uh, region nine outgoing just um, region advisor Patricia O'Reilly. So always look for your role models.
0: That's very important. Thank you. And it's important to have role models both in the Toastmasters organization, as well as people in your workplace and, or in your community, as well as volunteer organizations, like you described your synagogue, other things in the community. I like that very much and what might you like to share with people who may want to serve as a region advisor in the future?
1: Well, it's a long road to becoming a region advisor because you need to start as your as an area director. So you have to be a district director before you can be a region advisor so that you understand the what the districts are going through. So you'd have to go through most likely an area director, division director, be part of the um, the district leadership team, including a, a PA, um media past district director, and then you can run uh, not run. you can apply and be appointed as a region advisor.
0: That's great. And I also like that you told us that your term started in April that gives you a transition time with the various districts and the incoming leadership teams to get them off to a good start?
1: Yes, so Patricia O'Reilly, her term will end June 30th. And since my term started April 1st, now is the time for for training and to shadow her and to learn. And then next next April, I will have the opportunity to um, either if I take, I can either have a second term or if I want, or I will be in the position of helping to, to prepare the the next region advisor.
0: Um, tell me something else, Linda. What will be your role during the international convention in August in the Bahamas
1: with the new leadership teams? So before the convention begins, the convention begins on Wednesday. The district leaders arrive on Sunday night and bright and early Monday morning they go through two days of of training and the region advisors role is to conduct that training so world headquarters works with us to develop the curriculum and to help us to be the facilitators the trainers for these for these days and then after that is just to enjoy the enjoy the convention so at that point yeah, I'll be asked to help in some roles, but nothing, nothing too major.
0: Ah, that's very interesting. One thing I would like to know, if you know yet, will the training that you're be con- that you will be conducting for the incoming officers, will that be only in person or in a hybrid mode?
1: As far as I know now, it's primarily in person. If I guess, if it's necessary though. They'll consider hybrid, but they're as of now we're we're going for in-person.
0: Wonderful. That is great news to share those experiences with the incoming officers and not just you imparting your knowledge and going through the prescribed curriculum, but you and I both know as experienced trainers that we get a whole lot from the curriculum, but we get so much more. From each other, coming together and
1: sharing. Yes, and actually, I have to remember that to use the word facilitator more than trainer, just to uh-huh. to designate that it's you know interactive, two way. It's not just listening to a a brain drop of of information.
0: Exactly, and it's you imparting your knowledge as a facilitator, and the participants sharing their experiences with each other and growing. Linda, thank you so much. Is there anything I haven't asked you that
1: you'd like our audience to know? Well, there's somebody in Dying to Speak Toastmasters who we like to end every every Toastmaster meeting we have with saying, it's great to be a Toastmaster. And I, I truly believe that. So those of you in the audience, if you're our Toastmasters, Let's keep going. And if you're not a Toastmaster yet, reach out, toastmasters.org, and look to to visit a club, and you may want to join.
0: Linda, you're right. It's great to be Mm -hmm. a Toastmaster. I hope I did the gestures properly. Linda, thank you for your time and your insights today. This has been a production of the Podcast Pioneers Toastmasters Club in District 46 for Season 2, Engagements, Conversations, and Connections. Many thanks to our club president, Neerja Parang, our vice president, education, Bipin Chandriani, our project manager, Jeremy Shatton, and I'm the one who creates the graphics for the cover art.